Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty. We're a residential real estate brokerage here based in greater Los Angeles, specifically here in the South Bay, in the markets of Manhattan Beach, Palos Verdes, Hermosa Beach, and Redondo Beach. I am fired up for today's show. It is Monday, July 11th, and we've got some cold, hard numbers for you guys. It is the end of the second quarter. It's early July. Summer's in full swing. I hope you're out of school, enjoying time with family, getting some summer vacations out there. I know I'm excited about summer, but I'm excited about this show. We've got three topics to cover this show with number one, the quarterly numbers, quarter number two here in our South Bay markets. I think the data is going to be very interesting for you all to hear. Topic number two, I'm going to get into some story time. I'm going to get into some stories about a 4th of July listing. I'm going to get into some stories about a client of mine who canceled escrow due to not being able to find the right property in a vacation market. And topic number three, I'm going to be talking about inventory rising, but it's not quite what you think. So three great topics, two of them data-based one of them with great stories. Let's get to it and see how it all goes. So topic number one, quarter number two, we have the quarterly numbers. I'm fired up for this because the past two years in this very strong market due to low interest rates and changing human habits because of the coronavirus, we finally have a quarter where the wind seems to have shifted the past eight quarters, we've had incredibly strong numbers. We still have strong numbers this quarter, but finally people are talking about a slowing market, buyers having more power, sellers getting nervous. So I want to get into these numbers to see if we're seeing anything in the data or anything changing that's noteworthy. I'm going to kind of spoil it for you as far as medium price. Not too much is changing in the marketplace. And closed sales aren't telling us much, which is why I'm covering inventory in the third part of the episode. But let's jump into the medium prices for the second quarter. I'm going to go through them city by city. We're going to see how our local markets are doing. Number one, I'm going to just throw it out there to start with sales. So not medium price, not if prices are going up and down, but people always talk about sales. Sales typically are a great inventory. If there's a lot of transactions happening, that's a sign that there's more demand, a healthier market, and perhaps markets are going up. Typically, when sales go down, people go, hey, there's fewer sales happening. Buyers and sellers are fighting over price. Perhaps that's a sign of weaker demand and a weakening market. We have sales down across the board in the South Bay, but that has been the case for the past year or two, sales have gone down. Why? Because there's been this fervor for real estate in our local markets. No one's been willing to sell because their house keeps going up and everyone who's trying to buy can't get their hands on a house and the inventory has been low, low, low. So I'm not gonna confuse you with, Manhattan Beach was at this medium price and Manhattan Beach was at this many closed sales. Across the board, our local Beach Cities and Palos Verdes Peninsula has sales down. Do I think that's a weakening indicator? It could be, but sales have been down for quarter and quarter 
due to low inventory. So I think lower sales aren't going to be valuable here. Yes, they may be slowing down due to a slowing market, although we're not seeing it in the numbers yet, but more because we haven't had an inventory constraint. So I'm going to touch on median prices. And if you guys want to see more on the sales and deeper insight on the inventory, you can go to my blog at ManhattanPacificRealty.com, click blog, and look up my quarterly report on Q2 for 2022. So here we go. Manhattan Beach, median prices up 8.3%. Q2 of 2021, last year, it was a little over 2.9 million. Now we're seeing a little over 3.15 million in Manhattan Beach. So Manhattan Beach is strongly up 8.3%. It's not the 15, 20 plus percent that we've seen, but Last year was so strong, the fact that we're up above 5%, above 6%, hitting that 8% range in Manhattan Beach, really strong, solid median price growth for Manhattan Beach, already the most expensive city in the South Bay. That's a great number for quarter number two. Moving along to the smallest city that we cover, Hermosa Beach. Hermosa Beach is up 7.1% on medium price, going from just about 2 million last year in Q number two, up to 2.175 million as the median priced home in the city of Hermosa Beach. I've said this over and over again. I've said this, I'm a broken record. I can't believe I'm repeating myself, but Hermosa Beach literally has been up between five and 10%, five and 11%. Every single quarter, since we had the stay-at-home orders. Hermosa never took a fall on price, it never surged out of control, and it's never grown really small. It's always just been slow, steady, consistent growth. 7.1%, Hermosa's been doing it for the last eight, nine, 10 quarters. This city is about as strong as they get from just a consistency standpoint. So another great quarter out of Hermosa Beach that typically, it seems like, its real estate market never lets us down these days. So moving on then to Redondo Beach, one of the biggest cities we cover here on the show. Medium price in Redondo Beach was up 12.8%. That's a great number. Double digits, pretty tough to do after such a strong year last year to see Q2 up over 12% compared to Q2 last year. Last year, we were at 1.3 million medium price. This year, we're at 1.4 four, six, six million in medium price. So Redondo Beach, the typical median priced home is up $166,000. Again, not bad for Redondo Beach. And then finally, moving on to the Palos Verdes Peninsula, we're going to cover the three cities on the hill. And obviously we're leaving out the unincorporated areas, which I can do on another show. But Palos Verdes Estates, get this, still up, so strong, up 25.7% compared to last year. Last year in Q2, PVE was a little over 2.4 million on medium price. Now it's at $3,050,000. So we're looking at about a $600,000 jump in medium price from last quarter in Palos Verdes Estates. Simply astounding to see that type of growth in a city that just hasn't stopped since the pandemic fervor for real estate really got started. So really an incredible number for Palos Verdes Estates. Rancho Palos Verdes, the most affordable city on the hill, 
was up nicely, 7.7%, and RPV had a heck of a run in 2021, being that affordable city and with low interest rates. It surged like crazy last year. And so in Q2 of 2021, it was at 1.7 million. This year, right now, we're at 1.83 million. So quite a nice jump. And remember, RPV was up well over 20% last year. So it's up against tough comps. And the fact that it is going above 7% is really quite a number. Finalizing with the last two cities, I think you're going to be a little surprised. The next two cities are down on medium price, if you can believe it. You haven't heard prices are down for the better part of two years on my blog or on this podcast, but Rolling Hills Estates down 9.4% on medium price, which is kind of shocking. But what I want to tell you is Rolling Hills Estates is becoming a more volatile market when you take small sample size numbers like a quarter or like a month. Rolling Hills Estates now has the Rolling Hills Country Club, which introduced about 120 homes that are brand new luxury homes around the remodeled Rolling Hills Country Club golf course. And they're getting five, six million dollars a pop per home. And then there are condos in Rolling Hills Estates that go for half a million dollars as one bedrooms that border the city of Torrance. So when you get a bunch of high priced homes selling and no condos, it skews the numbers up. And when you get fewer high priced homes selling and the condos selling, it skews the numbers down. But if you want to look at the numbers, Rolling Hills Estates is about one and a half million for medium price, where it was at 165. Now I will tell you last quarter, quarter number one, Rolling Hills Estates was in the mid two millions for medium price. So it took a step back by a million dollars just from one quarter to one quarter sequentially. That's just funkiness in the numbers. I need to start taking bigger data sets. So even though Rolling Hills Estates is down 9.4%, it's really not anything to sweat because it's an aberration or outliers within a small set of data for a smaller city. And then to wrap up with Rolling Hills, Rolling Hills behind the gates is down 10.3%. Again, I always talk about Rolling Hills behind the gates. It's very volatile with small data sets. There were only six sales in Rolling Hills this past quarter. Sometimes we see eight, sometimes we see 12, sometimes we see two, sometimes we see 20. It's not a lot. So we saw prices step back from last year at 4.25 million to 3.8 million. It's a drop, but Rolling Hills is still very strong when you take larger data sets. So those are the quarterly numbers, medium price numbers, pretty interesting. I'm not going to get into closed sales and I'm going to touch on inventory at the end of the podcast, but let's get into story time. Sometimes I talk about anecdotal happenings. I'm going to start talking to you guys about stories about what I'm doing with deals, what's happening with clients or what's happened in the past, just to give you more of a case study a type podcast to give you ideas of what not to do, what to do, or what's happening in the market that gives you some really good insights. So there's going to be two parts to this story section. Number one, I'm going to talk about listing your home on the holidays. And this is for everyone as a PSA, whether you hire me, whether you have an amazing trustworthy agent, or you're interviewing new people that you've never worked with before and you've never sold your home, I'm giving you some advice. Last weekend was the 4th of July weekend, two weekends ago. I would never, ever, ever, 
ever advise one of my clients to list on the 4th of July. There are always exceptions of why you maybe would list on the 4th of July or a major federal holiday. And I've had agents at our brokerage do that from time to time in very special circumstances. I'm talking about one out of 100, one out of 300, one out of 500 times you would go, hey, my client has an edge doing this. But in almost all cases, there is no advantage to a seller listing on a federal holiday, especially the 4th of July, much like Christmas or the New Year's holidays. But this story that I want to share with you guys is there were a couple lovely listings that debuted in Palos Verdes that I kept my eye on during the 4th of July holiday. We stayed home, but that were brought out on Friday. 4th of July was on Sunday, the day off being on Monday. They were brought out on Friday around noon. Lock boxes were getting installed in the afternoon. An open house on Saturday, the 4th of July holiday off on Sunday. Another actually observed holiday on Monday, and then they were asking for offers on Tuesday. This, in my opinion, now I don't know what's going on with those listings and the motivation, but in my opinion, you never ever want to list on the 4th of July holiday, especially in that manner. When you list Friday at noon before the 4th of July, most people have left town on vacation or have turned off their computers. Saturday, to have an open house before 4th of July, people are already on the beach. They're barbecuing. They're with family. They're on vacation. They're turning off their cell phones or their computers. No one's coming to your open house. On Sunday which actually isn't actually 4th of July. It was the day before. So everyone's taking Sunday off or going and practicing their faith or whatnot. There's no open house that day. No realtor is going to show their buyers a house the Sunday before the 4th of July. And then Monday, the actual 4th of July, which everyone is taking off and shooting off fireworks with offers due on Tuesday. That seller, in my opinion, saw half of the buyers come through their home. Maybe less than half of the marketplace looking for homes came through their house that weekend, which is the most important part of their weekend. In my opinion, if they got one offer that weekend, they would have gotten three or four on a normal weekend. Or if they overpriced a little bit or it was a tougher sale, rather than getting interest the first weekend and pushing people over the next couple of weekends, they got zero interest. To have offers due after a holiday, people can't talk to their bankers from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and you expect some newbie home buyers who maybe aren't pre-approved to get pre-approved that day or pre-qualified. It is a horrendous strategy. So I could go on and on about this, you guys. Don't list your home on busy national holidays that you know people are leaving town or taking off in a big way because it is going to hurt your listing and ultimately hurt the sales price that you get on your home. Story number two, I'm going to talk about a client who I had their property listed here locally in the South Bay and they wanted to do a 1031 exchange, roll their money and their profits into another second home vacation market. They own two properties here in the South Bay. They wanted to sell this one, diversify into another state, and they put it contingent on finding 
their property out of state. We went to escrow, we had four offers, we had all contingencies removed, and about a 90-day escrow that we were working on where he had 90 days to get a deal done on his upleg property, find that. What ended up happening was, is he didn't find that new property in the second home market. Why? If you're reading national articles about the wind shifting in the real estate markets, he is seeing in the second home market that he's searching on, the winds really shifting there. Why? People during COVID could work remotely. They were getting out of Dodge. They were going to second home vacation markets, buying homes, creating this fervor. Now that we're vaccinated, now that it seems like the pandemic is somewhat behind us, people are going on vacations, but they're not buying vacation homes. They're going and staying at nice hotels again. They're going to places that they couldn't travel to during COVID. They're not finding a nice place to stay over their entire summer, their entire year. And what he found was, is number one, inventory was still squeezed, but also sellers were reluctant to sell below the comps, but there were a few that were starting to sell below the comps. And what he found was, is that he was making reasonable offers, but the sellers weren't ready yet to take his prices. And based on his conversations with those agents in the second home market, they thought demand was waning in a big way, and he decided to not buy. So he canceled our sale, which was his right in the South Bay, and stopped looking. And why did we ultimately do this? And I talked to him about this. I said, look, your property here in the South Bay, Metro Greater Los Angeles is going to retain its value better than a second home market that really benefited from the coronavirus pandemic. And he agreed. I go, look, if your home in the South Bay comes down 5%, that second home market could come down 10, 15, 20, 25% because second home markets tend to get hit harder in recessions and we have pullbacks. And oh, by the way, the coronavirus pandemic's behind us. So he is seeing a shift in second home markets. Anecdotally here, you guys know we're seeing a shift on our past home markets, but he's making the bet of going, hey, we could stay flat here. We can go up with inflation or maybe go down slightly but the second home market looks like it's gonna get hit a lot more and he pulled it. He's gonna list next year and go back to that second home market where he thinks he can get a better price. So I think that's a good story for you guys because buyers are starting to now get the stones, so to speak, to do that and wait and go, I'm getting leverage. More in the second home market, not in the South Bay, but it was interesting to see going, hey, I'll keep my South Bay property and I'll wait for these other markets that aren't as desirable to get a little bit hit harder. I feel confident in my value being retained here in the South Bay and I'll get after it again next year. So I thought that was an interesting story to share with you guys. Last but not least, topic number three, inventory. If you guys heard the medium prices, they're not going down, but it takes some time for markets to shift and to see changes in medium prices. I believe inventory is what's gonna tell us the story of when buyers have leverage again. Why? Well, hey, maybe buyers are a little bit more bold, maybe sellers are getting nervous and interest rates are rising, but we're still at historically low inventory, homes for sale. Without more homes for sale, buyers can't say, Screw you, seller. I'm going to this one and buying that one lower and putting that other seller to the test. We've got to have more listings to be able to have 
prices come down or get a little bit easier on buyers. So let's jump into the numbers. I took June of this year and compared it to June of last year. Manhattan Beach, inventory down 23.9%. Keep in mind, inventory's been at historic lows, including last year. So we're still down from last June in terms of inventory. Hermosa Beach, inventory down 26%. Hermosa had 61 listings last year in June. This year, we only had 45. Redondo Beach, inventory down 2.6%. So it's about flat. Palos Verdes Estates, inventory is down 11%. RPV down 16%. Rolling Hills Estates, inventory is up 64%. And then Rolling Hills is down 40%. So everyone is down with the exception of Rolling Hills Estates. And you know that their data is kind of squirrely. Just to give you an idea, last year, 14 listings. This year, 23 listings. So 64% sounds huge, but it's really only seven homes on the market because it's a smaller market. And by the way, Rolling Hills Estates is used to much higher inventory levels historically. So let's talk about all this with inventory. Remember, Inventory was low last year. Right now in June of this year, we are lower than last year's inventory. So until inventory starts to rise and we have gains and buyers have more choices and sellers are back on their heels with more competition, it's going to be hard for prices to come down. Could we flatten out and top out because affordability is too low and it's hard to buy homes with these interest rates? Absolutely. But inventory is going to be our biggest indicator if we're really going to see major weakness in this market. What I will leave you is, though, is that all of our markets, PV, Manhattan Beach, Redondo, Hermosa, all of our markets saw their low in inventory, the lowest homes for sale in December, January, and February. December 2021. And then this year, January 22 and February 22, they all hit their bottoms. And virtually every month since January, February, all of the cities have sequentially seen its inventory rise each and every month, where sometimes we see it go down, up, down, up. It is steadily rising. So yes, inventory is still down in June compared to last June. But from January to February, we've seen inventory creep up. So that's maybe an early signal that we're going to see more inventory and we're going to become more balanced between buyers and sellers. So this is one of the most important data points that I'm going to follow for you monthly. And then, of course, report on it for you in Q number three. But that's the episode. We covered the quarterly numbers, medium prices, strong, up, virtually across the board. Stories, don't list your home on the 4th of July. Don't list it during Christmas. Don't list it during New Year's and all the other federal holidays where people take long vacations. Not a good idea. Clients here canceling listings, canceling escrows to wait out their 1031 exchanges to secondary home markets. And then finally, inventory is still low, but slowly rising month over month. A lot of things happening in this market. We're still strong, but the winds feel like anecdotally they're shifting, but just ever so slightly. Not so much here, maybe more nationally. We'll watch it for you. I'll continue to write weekly for you on the blog. Thank you for joining me this episode. Have a happy summer, and I'll see you on the next one. Take care.